Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yes, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Lee, jump pass to Kaminga, takes the dribble, lost his compass, doesn't want to shoot a three, gets to the pool, back to Kaminga, down the lane, right hand rip for Jonathan Kaminga. He passed up the three that brought Whiteside out, and he just ran a little curved route, and he got the ball in. Whiteside wasn't around to block it. He gets off the floor so quickly. <laughs> well, you had a good dunk. <laughs> it, it was not a good night, folks. That's not what the Warriors wanted to look like. Um, in fact, boy, if you erase that first few minutes of the game, we'd be talking about something especially ugly. It just, <laughs> there are nights where it all comes together, and this was not one of them. If you want to talk about what it all looked like tonight, we're here to take your calls. 888-957-9570 is our phone number. Four one five texter says the Warriors could have signed the Jazz backup center Hassan Whiteside instead of Nemanja Bjelica. They're making the same salary. Just saying. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Hassan Whiteside is not missing from this Warriors team, but, and we've talked about this. I do think size has the potential to be an issue, and and we now have back-to-back games that, to varying degrees, tell you why. Now, the game on Monday night, it didn't kill you because you're playing the Thunder. But they were affected by not having size even just in what the thunder who did play were able to do i mean kemrich williams was pretty dang effective Uh, Derek favors didn't play all that much didn't shoot the ball but you know had his way inside a little bit and tonight Look, I'm not saying you'd rather have Hassan Whiteside on the team, but I am saying not having an answer for Hassan Whiteside was a problem. Whiteside came off the bench. He was plus 35 
in 29 minutes. Finished with nine points, 17 boards, seven blocks, and two steals. And just changed the entire tenor of the game. Five of those 17 rebounds were offensive. The offensive rebounding battle was 11 to 3. Overall, a 17 point advantage, or a 17 rebound advantage, I should say, for the Jazz. And Looney looked a little slowed tonight. He wasn't quite himself. I'm guessing that's that quad contusion that almost kept him out of the game. He gave you a game effort, but he wasn't quite himself. And Whiteside just owned the space around the rim on both sides of the floor. Got a couple of easy post-ups against smaller guys. Absolutely smashed the Warriors from a rebounding perspective. It was just ugly. And look, I don't think this is anything to get too concerned about. I'd like to know, if does anyone worry too much? I mean, look, it was a nine-game win streak coming in. You're eventually going to lose. End of a road trip, essentially. And just a, a, a weird, quirky night. Also, a night without Clay Thompson. And right now, a night without Clay Thompson means the only one of the big three who's available is Steph Curry. And it wasn't a bad night for Steph, but it certainly wasn't the kind of night where he's going to carry the rest of the team. It just wasn't. It wasn't one of those. Watching the uh, all-lady broadcast on ESPN, you know, Beth Moens and Doris Burke were talking about it. They just looked tired over the course of the night, the Warriors did. And one game in what has essentially been the dog days, I I think they just didn't have the energy tonight. It happens, especially when you're shorthanded at this time of the season. Just getting towards that all-star break. They need a rest, and they'll be getting it. So this isn't something I'm going to panic about. It's not a game that makes me too concerned about the long term, although it does press that little warning light. Is size going to become a problem? It's very possible that it doesn't, but tonight you see how it could. 707 texter says the offense tonight was struggling. Yeah, that's what it was. Strangely enough, from from two-point range is really where the offense was struggling, and a lot of those, I think, were longer twos. Not necessarily, you know, 20-footers, but it wasn't missing around the rim all night. It was an ugly, ugly night for Damian Lee, 0 for 7 from the field. He just did not have anything going offensively. It was a relatively ugly night for Jonathan Kaminga. 
I do wish he would just look. He's become much more judicious about taking threes than he was in his first couple appearances. But he still takes too many. 203 texter says, I'd be more concerned about Curry having 20 or less points in six of the last 10 games. See, I think that's just misleading, though. I mean, these last two games, I guess you could say, tonight was not a particularly good game. But on Monday, you know, 50% from the field, 40% from three-point range. 18 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. That was a really good game. Just not a big scoring game. The game before that against Sacramento only had 20 points. But, you know, over basically 60% from the field and three-point range. Seven assists as well. Game before that, he had 40. Game before that... 19 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. So, you know, yeah. Right there, I, I I just read you. Four of the last five, he's had 20 or fewer points. But three of those games, he played well. So, again, I, you know, I, I don't think Curry is in a, a bad spot at all. I don't think there's anything to worry about with Steph Curry. It's just, it's not something I'd waste my time doing. Certainly not at this stage. 888-957-9570 if you want to weigh in on anything you saw on the floor tonight. I think the good news is you're able to get right back at it tomorrow. Hopefully, you can wipe the taste out of your mouth. You're back at home. The Knicks are... Not very good. (laughs) And you would think, I mean, first of all, Clay should be back. And you would think in general, you're going to have a a more energized, more focused group after the way they performed tonight. Sometimes when you have that dud game, when you lay an egg, as it were, the best thing to do is play again as quickly as possible. I'm not sure there's anything to be gained from analyzing this tape. As the texter said, most of the problems were offensive tonight. But it was almost as if as soon as Hassan Whiteside got in there and and the easy buckets stopped, because it felt like the Warriors got easy buckets the first five minutes. But as soon as Whiteside got in there and the easy buckets slowed down or even stopped, It just looked like the Warriors didn't quite have the energy to work for it tonight. (laughs) It's like a lazy house guest just sitting on the couch. You know, I'll eat if you bring it to me, but I I don't know that I need to actually exert any effort to get my food tonight. And frankly, if it's going to require that, I might just fast. That was the attitude of the Warriors approach tonight it felt Um, we'll get into some of the audio 
From post-game, lots of folks talking to the media. Of course, Steve Kerr at the heart of that. Want to give you a chance to weigh in, though, if you want. 888-957-9570. It's the Comcast Business Text Line. That's also how you reach us on the phone line. 888-957-9570. texter about Steph Curry saying it's not that I'm worried about his overall play but when you don't have his scoring on a night like tonight it's a problem yeah I suppose so but again some of those performances you're referring to in the 20 or less and six of the last 10 Those were good games. Even from a scoring perspective, he just didn't need to score much. Again, they'd won nine in a row coming in. 5-1-0 texter. Size definitely mattered tonight. The Jazz have three seven-footers. Warriors won. And he hadn't played in a year and has very little experience. This game was lost because they controlled it. Caused the Warriors to look and play poorly. 17 assists, 35% shooting, won't get it done most nights, like Memphis. Utah might be a tough playoff matchup. It could be worse. Lakers and Nets are prime examples. (laughs) Yeah, life could be a lot worse. And the Lakers and Nets are two totally different examples of how much worse it could be. No doubt that. But again, like, I'm not going to panic because they lost tonight any more than I'm going to celebrate because they won on Monday. I do think, as the texter's saying, as I've already said on tonight's show, tonight was a game where you could see the lack of size hurting them pretty clearly. There have also been games this year against teams with good big guys where the lack of size, while a similar theoretical problem, has not hurt them nearly as much. And so, as poorly as they played top to bottom tonight, I'm not going to suddenly decide this is how it's going to look against a big every time. They have found ways to succeed against teams with quality bigs all year long, despite really not having physical answers to those big players and they may feel as though heck it's easier for us to find ways around it than for us to try to re-engineer a roster that's had so much success and has such great chemistry and I can't tell them they're wrong about that for sure I've said dozens of times on Warriors wrap-up on Kolsky and company I'd be looking at big men. I'd try to find a way to make it happen exactly for nights like tonight. But I have to admit, given all the success they've had, that it would be perfectly reasonable to say, you know what? The positive effect of our unique chemistry actually is, it would be more of a net loss to lose that special blend then it would be a gain to add a big. 
I don't know if I don't know if that's how I see it, but it's not an unreasonable position to take. So it may be that there's nobody bigger on the roster come playoff time than what you have now, and that you are just counting on a couple of things. Uh, your ability to sometimes play those big guys off the floor, your ability to fight and use effort as a weapon where you don't have size, uh, and just your own offensive firepower. You're going to have to rely on those things to overcome the lack of size at times. And it means you're vulnerable to a night like tonight and in the playoffs where it's just a little too much to ask of a physically undermanned team. Now, uh, look, there are people who will say they're pros. They should be ready. No, no excuse for being tired after a day off, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. That's just the way some people see sports, but it's also simply not realistic. You know, they're human beings out there on the basketball floor, and sometimes they just don't have it that day. Sometimes they have a bad day at work like anyone else. 650 texters says the lazy house guest sounded oddly specific. No, nothing specific. I just, <laughs> that's what it's like. You know, they just, they, they, tonight's game was a game where, Yeah, it, it doesn't even have to be a house guest. It could be you. It's you at 2 in the morning when you're about to pass out on the couch and you are hungry and you've got some really good late-night snacks in the fridge. But to get to that fridge, you're going to have to stand up and walk across the, the living room. And sometimes it's just not... It's just not in you. Yeah, you're hungry. Yeah, all things being equal, you'd like to have that snack. But also, you're exhausted. So I think you're just going to lie right down and pass out. We've all been there. And I think that's where this Warriors team was basically at tonight. 650 Texter says, should the Dubs make it to the finals? Will they be competitive with the young, big, talented, though inexperienced Cavs who, surprisingly, might be their opponent? First of all, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Will they be competitive with the Cavs? Yes. Yes. I promise that if the Warriors should meet the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals, which I do think is relatively unlikely, but should that happen, I promise you the Cavaliers will not play the Warriors off the floor in a laughing manner. That's not how that's going to go. I would definitely pick the Warriors to win that series. They're the better team, pretty clearly. But the texter does have a point. That team, in a lot of ways, would be a particularly difficult matchup. Why? Well, at small forward, when healthy, they start Laurie Markinen, who is seven feet tall. <laughs> Evan Mobley, their power forward, is seven 
feet tall, and Jared Allen, their center. Also, you guessed it, seven feet tall. Then they got Ed Davis somewhere on the bench, certified warrior devourer, particularly on the offensive boards. Kevin Love, rebound machine, is taller than basically anybody on the Warriors roster. I get why you asked the question, because they are particularly well-suited to make the Warriors' lack of size hurt them. So, if the question is, will they be competitive with the young, talented Cavs? Of course they will. But could a team like the Cavs present a bigger problem than you'd like because of the Warriors' limitations in size? Yeah. They definitely could. Now, how much would Robin Lopez help in that situation? I don't know. Maybe not a ton, but definitely some. And I guess that's the point for me at the end of the day is it's a lot easier for me to envision a situation where Robin Lopez's presence becomes important to the Warriors' title run than a situation where Nemanja Bielitsa's importance becomes critical or even Damian Lee. And not to pick on him after a bad night, but he was awful tonight. 888-957-9570 is how you get in touch with us. Phone line, Comcast business text line, same bat number, 888-957-9570. Hop on in here. Is there anything long-term to take away from tonight's win? Does it make you worried about the long-term, or was it just one exhausted night at an unfortunate altitude in Utah? 888-957-9570. Calls and texts. I'm Matt Kolsky. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll be back in just a minute on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rebound, Looney to Curry. Curry drifting in the front court to the near sideline. Till Wiggins puts it on the deck, rotates to Poole. From way downtown, it's good for Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. 16 points to lead the Warriors right now. It's a 7-0 one. They're down by one. 
Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. We are back. It is Warriors Wrap Up. Matt Kolsky with you on 95.7 The Game. Tough one in Utah tonight. You want to talk about it? I got you. 888-957-9570 is the number. Calls and texts reach us there. The Comcast business text line is on and popping. If you want to hop on the phone lines, they are open. We're going to get into some of the postgame sound in just a couple of minutes. Want to read a couple more texts here. But before any of that, even on a night like tonight, we got a shot of the game presented by the county of Santa Clara. And on a night where not a lot of things were going well, Look, we just heard some Jordan Poole. He was pretty good, and and it may not have been the best night for Steph, but he still gave you a little bit of magic. Curry in transition. Stops and pops over O'Neal. It's good! Curry with a three, and Golden State's back on top. Quinn Snyder wants a timeout. The Warriors showing their firepower there, able to get something going in a hurry. It's a 10-0 run. They lead 57-55. Three minutes gone by in the third. There was that moment in the third where it felt like this is a game where the Warriors take control in the second half and do the damn thing. And then the bottom just fell out. It just looked like they didn't have the energy. But we did get that shot, which was nice. And we named it the shot of the game, presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call... 211. That's sccfreevax.org or call 211. Once again, our phone number 888-957-9570. Comcast business text line. It's popping right now. 707 texter playing at altitude probably didn't help matters tonight as well. Yeah, when you're already dragging a little bit, that altitude will kill you. 408 Warriors regroup and throttle the Knicks at chase tomorrow night. It's a guarantee. Okay, good. That's what I'd like to see. It will certainly wipe the taste of this out of your mouth, make you feel pretty good. 510 long-term or glass half full view. Kaminga and Moody get experience playing a contender at altitude. Plenty of film for them to study. Could be valuable for the playoffs. Yeah, why not? I like a positive spin. A tough one in Utah in February could be the reason you're ready for a tough one in Utah in May. I'm with that. 831 Texter says Warriors are ripping off another long win streak coming off this loss tonight. That's going to be tougher. That's going to be tougher to do. Just being honest. You know, look. This is not to diminish the Warriors in any way. But their long runs of sustained success have coincided with pretty solid long runs of beatable opponents. Over this nine-game win streak, look, they already got Utah once, so that's one pretty good win. But Dallas, Minnesota... Brooklyn, two Houstons, San Antonio, Kings, Thunder. Brooklyn's a good team, but they they were not 
their best version on that night. And even in that mediocre version, Kyrie Irving brought them back pretty close. Dallas has its moments, but it was not the best version of Dallas that night either. And otherwise, a lot of those teams are not very good. And again, I'm not diminishing what the Warriors have accomplished, but it's tougher over this next stretch. Neither of the L.A. teams are great right now. You play them Saturday, Monday. But I think they're better than the Spurs and the Rockets. Denver's a pretty good team. That's your last game before the All-Star break. Coming out of the All-Star break, it's, what, five or six games on the road? So... Look, the Warriors can beat anybody any night, and it's always possible to whip off a win streak. But right now, it's going to be a bit of a tough time in the schedule. So, you know, stay above water. You want to keep winning at a high clip, but I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, it's not more than three or four in a row at a time at this point because it's a tougher schedule. It's very road-heavy. And a decent number of tough teams for the Warriors coming out of the All-Star break. Now, the good news is the last couple weeks of the season, starting March 30th, there's a tough one. They host the Phoenix Suns, their last game against Phoenix. But then April, they got five games in the month of April before the postseason begins. Utah, Sacramento, Lakers, Spurs, Pelicans. All very winnable. So, you know, hopefully a chance to make some noise down the stretch and close strong heading into a postseason where I think they have a real chance to do damage. 888-957-9570 if you want to jump in. Texts or calls at that number. Let's hit those phone lines and hear from Jesse in San Francisco. What's going on, Jesse? Hello. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I turned the radio down for it and everything. Um, Great I, job. It's always funny for me because it's like it's crazy when you get those rivalries against the Warriors and it's like you should always beat them because they got X amount of players not in this and that. It's like I swear to Jesus, it's always like the Warriors come up <laughs> short playing against some young players like that. And it's crazy to think about that, but I really feel like it's like that. But on a good note, we are where we are at in the, um, you know, in our standings right now. And I am loving that we kept Wiggins, and I'm loving that we got Kaminga and Moody. Those guys are sensational to watch. It's just crazy to watch Kaminga fly through the field yeah. and just, like, where's his head at above the rim at all times when he's coming down? It's just, like, it's so crazy. It's just awesome. He, he- and – I just love it right now. Like, it's just crazy right now to be a Warriors fan. As much as we want to, you know, grit our teeth about it, like, it's still awesome, though. Like, the future's bright. The future's bright, and the present is pretty darn bright, too. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. And watching these young guys does add a different thing that wasn't there in any of the previous title runs. You know, not that they've won a title yet or anything, but... This is a title competitive team that also has incredibly young, very exciting prospects that are going to help them 
not just now, but more so in the future. It's a really exciting thing to watch. I'm with Jesse. You know, and it does. It gives you like a silver lining to even a, a dark cloud game like tonight. Yeah, it was ugly, but hey, that's more experience for these two 19-year-olds that are already finding ways to help. Let's hear what the head coach and a couple other folks had to say about it after things played out tonight. Steve Kerr, of course, doing his post-game presser. And a game like that, the head coach is always going to give the opponent some credit. So that's where he started. I give their defense the credit. We didn't execute very well, so I didn't feel like we were getting great looks. And I thought their physicality and their competitiveness was the key tonight. So give them the credit they deserve. And we've got a game tomorrow, so we got to bounce back strong. Yeah, that that makes sense. Credit to them. But, you know, look, the, the Jazz defense, which is quite good, I'm not sure it holds up if the Warriors are fully loaded, totally locked in. I, I just, you know, I don't know that I buy it. Yes, the Jazz were, were good. The Warriors also didn't quite have it tonight. Now, look, tomorrow is the trade deadline. Uh, you You had... Some problems dealing with big guys tonight. Would you think about maybe doing something at the trade deadline? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's expecting anything, but you never say never. I mean, I've been around long enough to know that you know things can happen. And so as a player, I was never comfortable until after the deadline ended. I'm sure our guys feel the same way. It's just natural to feel that way. But, you know, we feel good about our team, 41 and 14, hopefully getting some guys back you know, here in the next few weeks and have a good run down the stretch and into the playoffs. So that's the plan, but we'll see how it all plays out. All right. So if you're not going to add anybody, what do you do as far as a rebounding issue when you're dealing with a, a team that has several guys bigger than anyone on your roster? What's the answer? We've made a big deal of it in our film sessions, you know, just you know, boxing out, especially lacking some size and, you know, having guys out. If we're going to play small lineups, it's imperative that every guy has to take part, either uh, boxing out their man or maybe double teaming a guy like Whiteside or Favors the other night. Instead of just, you know, standing there in the middle of the paint, you may have to go crack down on, on one of those guys. So it's an area of concern for us, and we play the Knicks tomorrow, and they're a really big team. So it's uh, something we got to be a lot better with tomorrow. Sadly, there's no complicated answer here. There's no special trick. It's like Steve saying, you, you're just going to have to try harder and want it more. And he went on to say that it, it's got to come from absolutely everybody. We need more from everybody when we're in a state like this, where we're missing some people and you know getting beaten up by some bigger teams. We it's got to be a team-wide engagement on the glass. It's not always about the guy who gets the board. Sometimes it's about the guy who you know boxes his man out and lets somebody else rebound. So it's really a team-wide effort. And tonight he just did not see the effort he needed from the whole team. 
Yeah, I saw several of those tonight. You know, shot goes up and everybody turns to look at the ball instead of looking at a man or looking at a body to hit. So it's we got to get better with it for sure. There was something else Steve mentioned that, you know, look, it's it's tough because obviously, as he knows, he's down a, a handful of guys. But they really just got nothing from the bench tonight. Um, the best bench performer was Juan Toscano-Anderson, who finished minus 13 on the night. All the other guys were minus 20 or more. Uh, it was just a bad bench night, and Steve knows, again, especially when you're a little low on energy, that's not going to get it done. Yeah, it was one of those nights, you know, where the, the bench struggled. Our bench has been great all year. Obviously, without Clay and Andre and, of course, Draymond, it changes the rotation a little bit. But, you know, I, I thought their second unit came in and, and really did the job against us. And we just we just couldn't get anything going. Hassan Whiteside. I mean, yeah, we could say their second unit, but really it was Hassan Whiteside. I mean, Eric Pascal was fine. Jordan Clarkson didn't shoot the ball great, did have a positive effect on the game, but I would just say he was fine. The the kid, Trent Forrest, is, is pretty good. Um, but for the most part, it was Hassan Whiteside that changed that game. He was the guy that just gave the Warriors trouble whenever he was in there and in particular disrupted their offense. I mentioned Juan Toscano-Anderson a little earlier, and he spoke after the game as well. And look, Steve mentioned it. You know, guys might be a little on edge. And I wouldn't I wouldn't move on from Juan, I don't think, to add a big... I'd be looking a different direction, but I think Juan's aware of where he sits on this roster and that if they do decide to make a move, it, it, you know, he's not a hundred percent secure. So he was asked after the game, what are you, what are you thinking about with the trade deadline tomorrow? Yeah. So the wrong person, bro, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know anything about anybody getting traded or anybody's situation. Come to work, leave that up to management and the coaching staff and everybody's situation is different. Uh, the less I know, the better. It's a good attitude. That's our guy, Juan. He knows how to stay focused on the work. So are you saying the trade deadline doesn't worry you at all, Juan? I mean, I think that's natural. I mean, like I said, I don't really pay too much attention to that stuff, but, I mean, naturally I'm looking, checking every time I hit the, you know, on my phone, like, <laughs> am I being traded? You know, so um, at the end of the day, it's a business, and uh there aren't too many guys that are safe. Um, and so it's natural, man. It's a part of the business, a part of the game. But I just focus on coming to work and enjoying basketball, man. That's what you want to hear. And I never would have thought Juan was a guy to let this sort of stuff affect him because that's always his attitude. I just come to, to play ball. I just come here. I go to work. My job on the basketball floor for this team is just to go to work. That's what I do. And that doesn't change even if I might be going to work somewhere else in 48 hours. You know he wants to be here, but he's trying to do everything he can not to let that affect him right now, and I think he's doing a good job. Getting back 
to tonight's game and, and what it might reflect about what the Warriors could need. Steph Curry got into that a little bit after the game. And as far as tonight goes, he had some stuff to say about just the way the offense bogged down in the second half. Most nights when that happens, it's a little bit of both. They were pretty aggressive all night trying to run us off three-point line. We had a good, a lot of good looks mid-range and all that, especially in the, towards the end of the third quarter that didn't fall. So you have to give them credit. We obviously can make adjustments on the fly. To, uh, keep getting good looks. I nitpick a couple you know, tough turnovers where you see a lot of attention, you got to make the right pass. There's a snowball of missed shots and then giving up threes on the other end. And especially on the road, you're not going to win many games like that. You're going to get blown out a couple times like that. So we got to fix that. It's a pretty frank and accurate analysis of the game overall. Um, too many times where their offense failed to execute or turned it over and the Jazz came back and banged a three on him. And that's basically what the Jazz want to do. As far as the rebounding issues that have popped up after a pretty good rebounding season, the last few games have been a little ugly. Steph Curry had thoughts on that as well. It's obviously when you're winning, you can address that and overcome that. It's not really the talking point. A night like tonight happens where you got Azubuki and Whiteside and even Donovan was getting there. He had double-digit rebounds. And that is an issue. The offensive rebounds, obviously, especially where that possession against OKC was kind of funny. We had like seven offensive rebounds or something. That's what it felt like. And then tonight across the board, didn't do a good job of protecting that end of the floor. And it sucks because when we do take care of that, we're fast enough to turn it into transition offense. But if you don't take care of that, it's pretty glaring bad night. So the numbers look like across the last 10, 15 games, whatever, we have to do that collectively, help loom out down there, figure it out. An interesting thing he says there is help them out down there. Like he seems to realize, yes, the problem is we don't necessarily have bigs, but we can't just ask our bigs to do everything. And somebody asked him, is it just that the bigs on this team need to step up? Is that the issue? We always need more from everybody. I think uh, I'll make a joke. I stole two rebounds from Loon last game, and uh, we laughed about it. So he should have had two more. I was in the right place, right time. But over the course of the game, we definitely need more from everybody in terms of that's kind of Connor's question. I don't know how much of that was like technique or effort or uh, being proactive. That stuff, you got to watch the film to see every like possession, to see every shot, what happened, all five guys, where were you at? So we'll go through that. Uh, and they've been on us to make that a priority. Yeah, and I think tonight shows why. Shows why team rebounding needs to be such a priority for this Warriors team. Because if it's not, they can get beat up in that department. It wasn't just rebounding tonight, though. You know, if you're worried about what problem size could cause the Warriors, it was just what Whiteside did to their offense as well. He ended up with seven blocked shots, but a lot of those were in the first half. He just came in the game and changed what the Warriors were able to do and as Steph said, that can really mess up your offense. It can be if you 
want to just keep bashing their head against the wall and not make you know different adjustments. What they have in size and presence down there, they don't have in terms of being able to guard both drives and kicks. So we have to be committed to knowing they're going to play those two big guys and just sit in the paint all night. We got to do something different. So it's a good learning lesson for a night-to-night situation where you know last game against OKC they didn't really have much rim protection. We could get wherever we wanted to in the paint. Tonight's the exact opposite, and you got to be smart enough to make those adjustments and trust that it's going to work. And even if you don't make shots in the perimeter, if you keep creating those good looks over the course of 48, you're going to hopefully be in good shape. You still might lose, but like you said, morale will be a lot better because you're creating good shots and then I can get in transition and focus on the other end. They know the game plan. They know what they're supposed to do. It just didn't get executed tonight. Um, And I think, like Steph said, hopefully this can be a lesson that they learn from. Um, And particularly in games where they have bigs like Whiteside to deal with, and Azubuki too, for that matter, they have to bring a different level of intensity to it. They have to really focus on gang rebounding. They have to really focus on if we're not able to get the shots at the rim we want, how do we use their other weaknesses to our advantage? Like you said, drive and kick is more effective. You can get better looks than they got tonight. That's the bottom line. That'll do it for us tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. Thanks to everybody who weighed in and participated in any way. We're right back to it tomorrow. Warriors back at home hosting the Knicks. Tip is at 7. That means... All the fun starts around 5.30 with Damon and Ratto. And, of course, I'll be back with you for post-game after Knicks Warriors at Chase Center tomorrow. Thanks for listening tonight. I'm Matt Kolsky. That is the end of Warriors Wrap-Up. Sleep well, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.